co-host Daniela. Welcome to Making Sense of Success, a podcast dedicated to finding the meaning of success and empowerment. Stay tuned every Saturday for new episodes. You can find us on Instagram at makingsenseofsuccess.pod. Please feel free to email us at makingsenseofsuccess at gmail.com if you'd be interested in sharing your stories of success and empowerment. Perfect. Did you want to give us like a little bio about yourself, hobbies, favorite color? favorite, you know, earth sign, water sign, whatever you choose. Sure. Um, so thank you for having me. My name of is course. Tabitha and Tabitha Marza. Uh, I help organizations advance their mission to achieve women's economic empowerment. Uh, my favorite color is pink. I'm a Leo and I work at the Canadian Women's Chamber of Commerce as member success coordinator. That's very Since cool. Leo. I know. That's really nice. You're a Leo. When's your birthday? In August. Okay. Okay. August Leo. We love them. (laughs) We're the best. For sure. And then what um, led you to want to um, go in the path that you're in today? Sure. So um, I... Let me get a little bit into what I actually do. Um, I get to work with women founders and entrepreneurs where they share their business successes, challenges, goals, and they tell me what they need to achieve them. At Kanye CC, we use their feedback to improve our partnerships, but also to develop our fundamental activity, which is advocacy, where we aim to address the systemic inequalities women in business face and achieve gender equality. Um, So what made me want to do what I'm doing today? I don't think there's really a single what. It continues to be a lot of trial and error and reflection. Regularly, I try to ask myself, what is my purpose? What is my vision? Because I'm someone who is easily distracted. Um, So asking these questions helps me to uncover my social, financial, emotional values, for instance, but also help me align my career learning or business goals. Um, I've always known I care very deeply about the world. I know I'm especially interested in gender equality. I have been since I was a girl guide. Um, But my interest in global development came to be um, over the course of my studies at UOttawa. It's where I had the chance to explore my identity as a Bangladeshi first-generation immigrant while simultaneously learning about and taking on Um, taking action on issues of systemic inequality and sustainability. Um, But my passion for youth and women-led social enterprise and social profit came to be in Tanzania, where I interned with the Tanzania Tourist Board as a World University Service Canada volunteer. So it's really been about uh, identifying what I care about, trying it out, and seeing if it sticks. Totally, and I think that's so um, enlightening that you talk about your experience in uh, Tanzania. Would you mind maybe elaborating more on that? Like, I'd love to hear more about your experience there and how that's kind of um, helped you along your path in your successes. Sure. So I I had the opportunity to go twice. Um, The first was in summer 2018, where I was an intern with the Tanzania Tourist Board. And essentially, they are the, the government umbrella organization that oversees um, cultural and ecotourism, which is an alternate uh, alternative to, to mass tourism. And essentially, the, the objective 
behind eco and cultural tourism is that the um, uh, the, the revenues and um, the cultural, uh, environmental, uh, experiential assets of that country or that community um, stay in control of that community, and uh, they reap the financial benefits in order to make decisions about their own their own community development. Um, so, WISC, uh, the WISC internships, a few people um, at U Ottawa have are at an university generally are able to do them if they're in development. Um, but they they kind of you interview and they place you with an organization that matches with your skills. And I was able to work as a knowledge management officer uh, for three months where I uh, traveled the northern region of the country to visit various uh, eco and cultural tourism uh, enterprise leaders and ask them about their businesses, their challenges um, and what they really wanted to to um, to to get from you know the work that I was doing essentially and, and most of them really wanted a networking experience to meet other um, industry players or stakeholders because they hadn't had um, the opportunity to to formally do so before um, so essentially uh, once I had been able to to visit and, and speak to the to each of these individuals and teams um, my my boss at the tourist board at the time and the WISC um, senior programs officer, uh, who are both Tanzanian, we together developed a tourism knowledge share fair, which was two days of workshops, um, one of which that I helped co-lead about knowledge management, um, which were based on resources that I had researched and um, also led by the tourism uh, directors themselves um, and it was on topics of their specialty so they had about an hour and a half to discuss everything from you know best tour guiding principles to um, coffee production and uh, selling those materials um, you know achieving youth and gender equality in a business and then there were 45 minutes for discussion so everyone had the opportunity in the industry to 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 have you know, to be a leader, to establish their leadership in their niche, as well as share information. And the objective behind that was to, you know, um, catalyze the sustainability of that sector, to encourage ideals of women's participation and youth's participation, um, and also to form uh, a long-term network. That's so interesting, everything you touched on. It's as like someone who is like a development practitioner as well it's like it's interesting to hear you talk about your experience because yeah myself I have not been uh to Tanzania but it's yeah it's definitely piquing my interest now everything that you've been talking about (laughs) with WISC as well I've had the opportunity to volunteer with 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 WISC but not like on an international sphere but yeah it's it's really a great um opportunity and I um the second time I I went to Tanzania I was actually able to um, help to evaluate the, the volunteer program itself in cooperation with the West Tanzania team um, and in partnership with um, uh, University of Ottawa, specifically the, the primary investigator uh, was Rebecca Thiessen, Professor Rebecca Thiessen. Um, and, you know, there's just so much you don't get to understand or know when you're a volunteer, but when you're um, working at, you know, 
kind of the bird's eye level, you can see what the development framework is and how all the organizations are working together and the little microeconomy, not the little, but not to demean it, but the microeconomy mm-hmm. that they're building in order to really facilitate women's economic empowerment, youth's economic empowerment in alignment, not only with you know, uh, Canada's feminist international assistance policy, but also in alignment with Tanzania's uh, national development goals, which are outlined in um, uh, the Tanzania Vision 2025. Um, it was a great learning opportunity, and um, it's it's uh, something that really helped shape my um, value to to contribute and. Um, towards the achievement of gender equality, especially through uh, the economy, which I really was skeptical about for a really long time beforehand until I had that opportunity to to see what is actually being done at a grassroots level. Um, and it demystified kind of my very, I don't know, at the time it felt very objective stance mm-hmm. <laughs> on, on uh, global capitalism mm-hmm. not being shit. So, <laughs> How do you think, I guess, that your international experiences and even maybe your background has impacted um, your definition of success? Um, that's a great question. Uh, so... I, I recognize that what makes me most successful are the people around me who support me. Um, success to me is about continuously learning with humility because there's absolutely nothing I have achieved so far in my very short career so far alone. Um, <laughs> And it's my responsibility to do everything I can to pay it forward. Um, if my goal is to help build a future that is equitable and just, then I need to be determined about maturing into the type of leader I want to be. A part of that is practicing emotional intelligence, cross-cultural communication, um, for example, as an individual strength but also finding ways to integrate it into my life and work as a framework. Um, Although these skills are traditionally undervalued, for example, empathy, self-awareness, generosity, um, they are critical skills in intersectional, transnational, and anti-racist work. Um, And I want to make sure, you know, the work that I do at Kennedy CC um, my what I call my country, what I call my home, serves women entrepreneurs and business owners, particularly immigrant, Black, Indigenous, LGBTQ founders and founders with disability or accessibility needs. And I do my, at the moment, I'm doing my best to do so by listening to our members, following anti-racist, you know, leaders and activists and advocates, um, conducting research, um, experimenting with frameworks and systems like uh, systems thinking and equity-centered design um, and just doing my best to um, be well-rounded and holistic and also strategic about what I think is valuable and where I put my energy. 
I think that's a very holistic approach to success. In life. <laughs> so I think, yeah, like I think it's great because you're incorporating different aspects of like a wholesome life and lifestyle in that way. Another question I'm we trying. do like to ask. <laughs> it's great though, like that. It's the effort that counts, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and I also, um, it's something that I'm starting. I wouldn't even say I'm very good at it, to be honest. Um, I feel like every time I start something new, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so much more I need to know and learn. Um, so I, I recognize that it's really uh, a begin, like every 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 new challenge, every new interest is a new beginning point. Absolutely, but it gives you the opportunity in that way to grow as well um, and expand your knowledge. At a time. Hey guys, so as you may know, Sierra and I use uh, Anchor to record our podcast. It's really the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. They also provide you with creation tools, which allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your cell phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. The best part is that you can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Just make sure you download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. As for our second question, um, it's going to be, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received or given? Um, best piece of advice I've ever given received? Oh, um, this is funny because... Uh, <laughs> When I was looking for a job, I just started working in Canada CC February 2020, so not too long ago, but my job search was about two years long. Uh, before that, I'd worked in retail, um, but I really wanted to know something, what was ever, what was going to be next, um, something in my industry, hopefully. Um, and the best piece of advice I got was uh, critical and my success in interviews and when people ask what do you do the the key to answering this question is to keep it short and sweet because people really only have about 120 seconds of attention to give you and if they're interested they'll ask more questions yeah I can vouch for that I think with international (laughs) development it's really hard um to kind of narrow it down because it's such a diverse um field in that way you have so many opportunities to work with so many different groups of people and in so many different industries in that way so I am I commend you for being able to do that (laughs) yeah it takes practice for sure as for like practicing it's so nice to see that like it is important how you portray yourself even if it's just for a few seconds being you know, still in college, university, whatever you choose to call it. Um, and it is important to listen to people who have gone through what we are going to go through and really take what they say into account because we don't want to, you know, be wasting our breath trying to tell people something that they're not even paying attention to. Do you mentor anybody or have been mentored? Has that helped you with Um, the type of life that you want to live and pursue? Um, For sure. Uh, So mentorship was 
very important for me and is something that I really value and want to be able to do for someone else. Um, for instance, I, I had mentioned that I was searching for a job for almost two years before being able to start this one. Um, and I barely knew where to start. I really fumbled through it over two years. I had very little idea of what I could actually do. And, and I had very little confidence in being able to say what I care about or the skill sets that I had. Um, there was this extreme sense of pressure from family, um, you know, my student loan. And I felt very unequipped and alone when it came to being able to even enter the job market. Um, I applied to everything, though, programs, internships, jobs. Um, after 100 applications or so over two years, I actually got accepted into the Girls 20 Girls on Boards program. Um, part, of it, part of that is they match young women in Canada with a career coach and a board mentor. The My coach um, was critical in helping me get over my anxiety of being able to ask myself tough questions that I was previously avoiding. For instance, like, what do I value in work? What is my personality? Um, but from there, I was actually empowered to start to form a sense of self um, and take that work into my own hands. Um, over the year, I've been a Girls 20 Girls on Boards, a young director for about a year now, um, actually more than a year now. Um, uh, so over time, my, my, um, my coach, uh, has helped me realize, my board mentor and my coach have helped me realize that I'm someone who's deserving of trying. And that's really all it, all it is, is just continuing to try, um, and take things into my own hands, that things don't have to be perfect. Um, no one's going to hate you if you make mistakes. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's something that's hard to come to terms with, um, especially when you define success as something that's um, a westernized philosophy in that way. So I'm really glad you brought that up. Yeah, thank you. I think it's really important because I feel like maybe women, maybe young people have, or maybe even you know, first-generation immigrants or children of immigrants um, have a very high standard of, you know, accomplishment or uh, achievement um, of perfection sometimes. And as soon as you're thrown into an environment where there aren't necessarily rules that you follow or systems that you can game as easily, it's like, oh gosh, where am I? What do I do? Who, what do I, where do I go from here? And it can be quite debilitating. Um, so having mentors, and it's difficult finding mentors, um, but it is worth trying to find those people um, because without them, you really don't have the opportunity to use someone who has that experience, whether it's industry, professional development, um, etc., to be your sounding board to kind of just be like, Hey, this is what I want to do. Um, and this is what I want to say. Does it suck? <laughs> and if without their honest opinion back, you can't improve. And it was really in those moments where I was like, 
okay, I need to send this person my CV so they can rip me to parts so I can actually, you know, land my job, uh, you know, application. The next time was critical to being able to actually see any improvement. Yeah, I think it's totally important to have a mentor. And in um, where I live, I don't, I'm not aware of like any sort of program that fits you with like a coach or a mentor. So it's really cool and unique that you were able to do that and like it totally set you up for success for your future and whatever path you decide to go on yeah and it's it's I think a lot of organizations are actually um coming around to the idea of intergenerational mentorship especially within communities of color underrepresented communities um businesses are trying to do so um developing those mentorship or coaching programs for employee to employee um and different organizations, nonprofit organizations also do so. I know Girls 20 is one of them. I would highly recommend, you know, anyone who's listening to check them out. It's um, uh, an incredibly wonderful experience. And I don't know, I would not be the professional or close to um, being, you know, in the industry or doing the work that I want to do if it wasn't for, for that really critical guidance and opportunity early on. Absolutely. And I don't even think you necessarily always need to have an organization like a mentor can be really anyone like, at least in my case, for me, it was always my parents, they always pushed me. Um, And I think they've helped me become my best self in that way. Um, Honestly, I wouldn't have the job I have now. Lucky enough for myself in international development, I was able to land a job coming out of school. Um, but I would honestly not have that job if my parents didn't push me to be my best self and help build my confidence and self-love. Exactly. Yeah. Mentors are definitely, um, everywhere you want to look for them and anywhere that they want to reciprocate. Um, there is a creativity a resilience, um, and an innovation element to it. Um, but it's worth pursuing every avenue to build, um, a community, um, among your peers as best as you can, um, as well as upwards um, in the industry that you want to work in. Absolutely. As as for communities, one of the um, later questions that we do like to ask our guests are is, um, do you have any like small businesses that you shop from, any local businesses that you would like to give a shout out to, um, since you do work with like smaller companies and um that type of scene was that what it's called niche um (laughs) yeah do you have any to shout out yes absolutely um ct soap s-i-t-t-i soap um nora sharab is the co-founder and ceo she's a mom and social profit entrepreneur based in canada who's doing sustainable business right i think maybe among one of the only business owners that are are doing it to to my level of, of satisfaction, whether or not that has any authority attached to it. But um, and so CT Soap provides fair wage employment opportunities to refugee women and men in Jordan, and um, their workers manufacture exceptional soap, bath, and beauty products that are all natural. Um, what makes CT Soap special is that they work very closely with the community to target key areas for poverty alleviation and community development particularly capacity building, education, and empowerment through employment. Um, Nora actually very generously gave me her time 
during a coffee meeting when I was job hunting. Um, and uh, I have to admit, I'm, I'm enamored with her. She's 100% one of my role models. Um, she has over 10 years of global development experience working with refugee communities. So she's able to use her expertise to create and catalyze uh, an alternative business model I think the world needs right now and is, is looking for. Um, so yeah, check out CT Soap and Nora. Um, she's an absolute powerhouse and uh, social, you know, social, bis- social profit businesses that are creating a developmental impact um, really deserve to be understood and celebrated. 100%. We totally agree. Um, thank you so much for sharing that. And all of the things that you did share today about being inclusive and equality through all genders and really just picking something that you're just so passionate about. Is there anything that you'd want our listeners to take away from this episode? Um, one thing I will say uh, is when it comes to, you know, defining what success means to you. It's really about honestly asking yourself two questions. One is what is my purpose and what is my vision with absolutely no inhibition, absolutely no doubt in your mind. Uh, Imagine yourself, uh, imagine your ultimate dream for yourself, who you want to be, what you want to achieve, and then write it down. Don't let your subconscious diminish it. Don't let you yourself say no to whatever you really want or whatever you really need. Um, because I believe that the answers really are as corny as this sounds inside of us. Um, <laughs> and, and if we don't listen to it, then we won't be able to really understand ourselves, where our skill sets are, what our values are, and, and be able to reach our maximum and fullest potential. That's some great advice. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you so much for taking the time to come on our podcast. Did you want to give your social so that people can find you? Oh, sure. So people can add me on LinkedIn. It's my first and last name. Uh, And also on Instagram, it's my first and last name, Tanitha Merza underscore.